We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey, and today I'm sitting six feet apart from Mr. Seth. <laughs> hey, everyone. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's, I'm surviving. It's summertime now. Are you happy about that? I am so happy about that, although it doesn't really seem like summer today. Not today, anyway, no. but it's okay. It's, yeah, it's nice. The sun will come back again. Yes, it will. Okay, so this month we are talking all about the basics, okay? Okay. Last month we talked about online communities and building online communities. And this week we wanted to go, okay, let's rewind it all the way back to the basics of social media for business. Are you excited about that? I am. I'm really excited about that. So the first week you're in charge, Lacey. So what are we going to actually be talking about? Yeah. So this week I am focused entirely on the fundamentals, okay? okay? Like setting the foundation for good social media for business. Okay. So what is included in that is setting your brand tone or your brand values and establishing your marketing personas. Okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that, what you just said, your values and your tone, because some people listening are going to be like, I don't even know what that means. You're, you're not wrong. A lot of the times when we get new clients and we sit down and start talking about these things at the beginning, they go, uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I'm really grateful for is a couple years ago, I had a business partner come in and she had me read this book by Patrick Lencioni. It's a book called The Advantage. Okay. The subtitle in it is Why Organizational Health Trumps Everything Else in Business. Okay. Okay. And reading and listening to this book actually made me totally switch our onboarding process at Spry too, because it talked about the importance of setting strong core values. And that became part of, you know, what we did as a, as an onboarding with any new Spry clients that we end up working with. Okay. So what are core values? I have the definition committed to memory. Do you have a so definition? Of I what do core not have values a are? definition committed to memory, but pretty much it's what the company stands for. This is what we believe. This is what we're shooting for. This is, this is our purpose for being on the earth. Pretty close. <laughs> okay. Not bad for pulling that right out of thin exactly. air, right? <laughs> In that book, it talks about both a purpose or a mission statement, which is like why the organization exists. And then after that, it talks about the core values, which is how do we behave? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your core values are really a couple of adjectives that define how your organization behaves. Okay. okay. Yeah. And there's a difference between your core values, which is how you actually behave and your aspirational values, which <laughs> is how you would like to behave. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's important that you're very clear about what your core values are. And there's a question in that book that I always use when I'm helping people establish their core values. It says, the best way to differentiate your core values from any other values is to ask, would your organization be able to credibly claim that we are more committed to this value than 99% of the companies in our industry? Ah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. That's actually really cool. So it's not just like we are all kind of like this. It's this is the value that we are dedicated to behave compared to anybody else in right. our industry. What are Spry's core values? So, <laughs> this is a pop quiz. <laughs> 
How many can I, you get? I don't know that I can get any at this point. Is curiosity one that's of them? That's the very first one. Oh, See, I that's how you it. know yeah. it. Uh, curiosity. Honestly, I don't know that I can get the rest Curious, of them. Curious. Clever. Clever. And caring. And caring. Oh, I knew caring. You knew. Of course Clever would have. We could have been here hours. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up with that one. Yeah. We walk into a lot of businesses. And like I said at the beginning, we'll sit down and like we'll do some research before we go in and do some of these exercises. And a lot of businesses already have some values set up, right? Right. You know, their tagline says quality, service, and integrity. You know, like that's the top three things on every (laughs) single core value in every organization. I'll sit down with a group. Even there's some leadership from that company there. And I'll say, okay, can you tell me what your core values are? (laughs) Crickets in an entire room, even with leadership. At one place, no offense if one of you are listening, when we walked in to their building, they had the core values in stickers on the door, the front door, okay? And I said to them when we sat down, so tell me the words that are on your front door, (laughs) the words that every person sees when they grab that handle and walk in. And, you know, they got about one out of three. Yeah. The thing about core values is that they can't just be words. They have to be behaviors. Right. Does that make good sense? Yeah, it does. So do you think that Spry does behave with curiosity, cleverness, and care? Entirely. So I I just want to throw something in here. I would even go as far as to say is Spry, when we hire people, we look for these core values in people exactly. before we even hire them so that it's a natural thing and we don't have to teach them how to be clever, caring, and curious. Exactly. So yeah, we definitely, definitely behave in this manner. I'm so glad that you see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. One other thing that I'll mention is I've worked with a couple of brand identity development companies. So they're the ones who help you come up with a name for your business and a logo for your business and that kind of thing. And they work a lot with core values, right? Because those are the things that should inform the design. Right. And so one exercise that they do to help uncover what core values are is they have a big deck of adjectives. Maybe there's a hundred adjectives. Okay. And you pull them out one by one. And as a group, you discuss, is this something that we are is it something that we're not? Is it something that we want to be? Okay. And so you end up moving these words into multiple categories, multiple groups. And then some of the words are similar to each other. And so you group those together and say, okay, so we picked four words that have to do with, I don't know, inspiration right. in our what we are category. So which of those four words best identifies how we behave? That's one of the exercises I've seen done, and it's really a good way to help uncover what your core values might be if you don't know. Yeah. I really actually like that we're going back to the basics on this because with that type of an exercise, it's good for companies to do this, you know, maybe not even regularly, but every so often because you have that stack of what we want to be and you can actually see maybe we've actually become one of these things that we wanted to be that was in the stack of wannabe that wasn't in what we are, but we've actually moved our company value to that. And so you redefine your company as you do these exercises. So it's it's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, I would recommend revisiting them. We revisit ours every year. Yeah. So in January, every year we revisit and say, does this still reflect who we are? Do we need to adjust this? This year in 2020 was when I introduced caring right. as an option. Because curious, and I think we had curious and one other, but it didn't start with a C before, and I wanted them all to start with C's. 
<laughs> I don't know what that says about me or doesn't, yeah. but OCD would be one of ours, but it doesn't start with a C, so exactly. it doesn't work. Can't do it. Yeah. Compulsive, maybe. Comp- <laughs> <laughs> that actually would define me pretty well. So Curious, clever, caring. Every year you should think about reevaluating what your core values are, especially if there's like a shift in leadership. You know, you yeah. bring in somebody new, your team has changed, then your team is going to behave differently. So are you making sure that you're reflective? Your core values are really reflective of the people, the human beings within the brand. Right. And that's obviously a lot easier with smaller companies and smaller brands. It gets harder with larger companies, which to be honest with you is why there's less trust between people and larger organizations because it's just more vague, right? There's no way to truly embody those core values all the way through a multi-thousand employee company. Right. You end up just doing the core values with your leadership and hoping to God that it waterfalls down, down, right? Uh The last thing on values is that The reason that we try to establish these so clear at the beginning is because the voice that you use across your social media platforms has to be consistent, right? If on Facebook posts, you sound one way and on Instagram posts, you sound another. And when you respond to people's comments, you sound a different way. What it does is it fragments the relationship that people are building with your brand. Okay. If they experience one type of behavior from customer service or from an employee over the phone, they should experience something very similar through social media. So we want to make sure that they're accurate and that we're using them consistently. So so having these core values is not just, like you said, words on the door. These things should be revisited before you put out a piece of content, before you reply to someone on social media. Anytime that you're putting out written or spoken word, these things should be taken into account to make sure that your your tone is correct with the people that you're communicating with. Absolutely. And then we could talk about this the whole entire <laughs> podcast, I feel like. Um, Part two. <laughs> from an organizational health standpoint, core values actually help you make decisions too, right? If you're trying to make a decision, like you said, about hiring, if you're trying to make a decision about a new product offering that you have, you can lean back and say, does this properly reflect these values? And that can usually make the decision for you. Yeah. Originally, one of my first set of core values included transparency. Mm -hmm. And so I would keep coming back to that when somebody you know, a partner that I was working with would put out a piece of content or or put something out. And I said, you know, that's really not very transparent. Like, let's lean back on what this core value is, because if we think about that, that will make the decision for us. Yeah. So that's another piece for core values. And let's wrap that. Let's wrap that. We're done with core values. <laughs> I'm not talking about it anymore. Okay. Seth. Stop asking questions. I will try not to bring us back to it. Thank you. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about personas. Perfect. We usually do these, like, we call it brand tone or core values that can kind of be used interchangeably. Every initial interview with a new Spry client includes the discussion about values or tone and personas. Personas. What is a marketing persona, Seth? A persona is an imaginary person who's not really imaginary because (laughs) they are out there like fish in the sea. But you build out your ideal client, the person that you are wanting to target with your marketing. 
Perfect. Even if it's not a business, like let's say your ideal community member, right? Like I think about some government agencies or some nonprofits who are building online communities and they're not looking for customers, but they're looking for community members, yeah. right? So who is your ideal community member? Who are you trying to bring into the fold of your loving care? <laughs> I almost made a values joke, but then I'm like, I said we're I wouldn't not talk going, about we're it. We're not going back to that, Lacey. We're not doing it. Okay, so that's what a persona is. Why? Why do we care about creating a marketing personas at the beginning of a relationship or a social media campaign? Well, one of the biggest reasons is setting the tone. You know, you need to know who you're talking to. We all learn it in college. Well, even through high school. Who's we that- all? Okay, people who have been through high school, (laughs) if you have not been through high school, I encourage you to go finish high school. If you have, you learn that when you're writing a paper or just even a piece of content, you have to have an audience. You have to know who you're writing to. And that's what a persona does. It allows you to narrow down your target so that you can go after specific people. So what you're doing is you're creating content that's intentionally relevant and valuable to a specific group of people. When you try to cast such a wide net, you know, I hear people say, who's your target demographic? They go, you know, like everybody. People. I'm like, okay, all right, (laughs) let's talk about this a little bit. You know, if you want your content to be relevant and valuable to somebody, then you have to closely identify who that person is going to be. You want to know how we come up with these marketing personas? I do. This is one of my favorite parts. Well, you know what my favorite part is in the personas? It's naming them. I don't know why. I like naming things. (laughs) I don't know if that's my personality type or what it is. I feel like it's important though because you need to make this person real. You need to... Yes. You need... They they are an actual person out there waiting to be sold something. (laughs) Waiting to be shared with, okay? (laughs) We're not just salesmen, Seth. No, we're not. But as a company... Company, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> this is why my business partner and I didn't get along sometimes, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, that's for another podcast. Yes. When we are coming up with a persona, stop laughing and giggling. <laughs> when we are coming up with a persona, we ask some of the following questions. We ask about the age of the person. How old are they? Okay. Defining their age helps us identify what platform they might be on. Yeah. You know, Anybody over 40 is probably going to be on Facebook. Anybody under 25 is going to be on Instagram or TikTok. Any male in his 30s is going to be on Twitter. Like this is just... (laughs) So we identify age and gender. And gender is one that we can do a little bit more loosely. A lot of my names end up being names that could go both ways, right? Tony, Val, Corey, because we don't have to narrow it down to one gender or the other, but we want to have the opportunity to if there's, you know, a specific portion of your customers that are right. male if you're, or female. If you're selling bras, you're <laughs> not bras. going, you know, it's, you're not going to be targeting men in their thirties on Twitter. I no, mean, it's you're not. That's the wrong place. You're yeah. going to be on Instagram. You're be on Instagram. <laughs> that's right. That's definitely going to be on Instagram. So age, gender, now location is one as well, right? Especially right. if you are a local business, right? You're, sure. a, you're a service oriented business. You're a brick and mortar store. If you are not, you know, if you're an online e-commerce kind of business, then region is going to be less important to you. Yep. Or at least it's going to be a lot wider, right? Yeah. Then we have career. We look at what kind of career they have. Why? Because that's data that we can gather and create a good niche audience for. We can also understand people's experiences. You know, if they are this type of career or that type of career, they're having specific types of experiences that we can tap into in order to make our content more relevant to them. Yeah, for sure. 
Family dynamics is one, right? Are they married? Are they divorced? It's so fun to talk about and come up with like, okay, so this person, yes, they've definitely been married more than once. This time they're really trying hard to make it work, you know? <laughs> the last one, the wife ran him over with the car on the way out. It's Poor not guy. not a big deal. Yeah. So family dynamics, do they have children? How old are their children? Because then we need to be thinking about, you know, school, right? Whether yeah. they're starting school, ending school. So Coming up with these family details helps us to understand more about their life, what they're experiencing. Then it gets a little bit more vague, I guess. So then we can be a little bit more creative than just these demographics. We're thinking about hobbies, okay? What kind of things do they do in their free time? We're thinking about fears, okay? Because I know that they teach all the time that it is easier to market based on fear, (laughs) right? With a stick instead of a carrot, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if you don't do this, then this will happen. It sounds like parenting. It does. It is actually giving me a little bit of PTSD. See, and I don't have kids, so I sit here calm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fears. We think about if our persona is a owner of a business and has many employees, we think about the fact that their fears are having enough revenue to support all the families that are in their care, you know? Right. Thinking about fears really helps just bring out what the mindset would be of these people. Then there are two that I think are some of the most important, which are what are their motivations for engaging with your brand and what are their hesitations for engaging with your brand, Yeah. right? So what is it that would bring them to want to talk to you, learn from you, work with you, buy from you. And what are the things that you need to be aware of that they're going to push back on? Is it price? Is it contract? Is it frequency? What is it that they're going to be pushing back on so that you can make sure that you're including that when you're coming up with your content? Yeah. Does that make good sense? That makes really good sense. (sighs) I feel like that was a lot to go through. That was a lot to unpack in that short amount of time. Nicely Um, done. Thank you. You're welcome. What's most important about all of this, okay, is that this really is the fundamentals, the groundwork of creating good social media communities, good content. If you're not doing this, then you're basically throwing your ideas at a wall and hoping something sticks, right? This activity at the beginning, even if it's not at the beginning, maybe you've had your social media communities for a while now and you're like, man, things are not really focused. I don't have a very good strategy. This is the first place that you go. You go back and you say, okay, what voice should I be using? Who should I be talking to? And once you have that established and that is strong, then you can use that as a jumping off point to having a much, much more effective social media presence and building a better community. Yep. Do you like it? I love it. Do you feel like you learned so much? I do. Good. Yep. Fantastic. Okay, so at the end of every Spriceface podcast episode, we do what? We ask, where have you been working lately that's been interesting or different than your normal daily life? Okay, so it was supposed to be my brother's wedding last weekend, but there's no weddings happening really right now. So Before we go on, I have to say this. My wife's grandma at 95 got married yesterday. Shut up. To a guy named Bill who is 99. That's amazing. Yeah. How many marriages has she had? She's only had one before this. And her husband died a long time ago, like 30 years ago or something like this. She met this guy in the nursing home. They've been dating for the last five years. And it (laughs) blew my mind when we got the call yesterday saying, we're getting married today. I would love to run a social media account about nursing home dating. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Different podcast. Okay. (laughs) 
so my brother was supposed to get married this weekend. He did not, but he was going to get married at this campground, which is a campground that we've actually gone to every year our entire lives. And so he had booked out half of the camping spots at the campground. <laughs> and we are in a phase in Oregon where we can actually go camping. So we were allowed to go, but there were only a few of us. So basically... He didn't cancel the rest of the spots. He left them purchased. So we had most of the campground to <laughs> ourselves, which is good because he's very loud. Yeah. So I brought my phone and I had my hotspot and I didn't have to do a ton while we were camping. I was trying to unplug quite a bit, but I had a few posts that needed to go out. So turned on my hotspot, sat down, got those few posts done, sitting there at the picnic table, and then we went rafting. Nice. So it was wonderful. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, if you loved this content and you want to hear more from us, we will be talking about the basics of social media all month long. Obviously, today we talked about laying the groundwork. And next week, we're going to be talking about choosing your platform, right? So you can't be on every platform and be great at all of them. So how do you choose where you're going to be doing your social media? That's what we're going to talk about next week. Nice. Or they could just hire us and be great on all of them. Well, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay, so you can find us if you want to hear more from us at our website, thinkspry.com. You can find us at thinkspry on any of the social media channels. We would love to invite you into Spry Space, which is our Facebook group where social media managers are just brainstorming, troubleshooting, and basically just supporting each other Yep. through all the madness that is <laughs> managing social media. Yep. Okay. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you for spending some time with us. We hope you have a great day and we hope you keep learning. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you later.